0: friends, it's August 18th. My name is Joe Franks. This is a podcast called Unfathomable Grace. It's a tough word. I would think that I would get it out better than I do at this point in life. Probably should have picked another name, but it was something that meant a lot to me. So this is a podcast called Unfathomable Grace, and today I want to talk with you about prayer. It's supposed to be a huge part of our life. We get to praise Him in our thoughts. We get to praise Him with our spoken words. We get to praise Him singing, making melody in our hearts. We get to be reminded of areas that aren't quite right, areas that are sinful, and enjoy the process of repenting, getting rid of those things, putting them away, and running towards Jesus Christ fixing our gaze on Him, being done with lesser things. We get to ask. We get to receive. We get to cast our cares on Him as He's our emotional therapist. If anyone lacks wisdom, we get to ask of God and trust not in our own wisdom, but in all our ways, follow His direction and His guidance. Oh, we're supposed to pray privately. We get to pray with our families. And, and then there's this thing called the church, which is supposed to be a house of prayer. Oh, in everything, we're to give thanks. The scriptures say men ought always to pray. And then there's that phrase, we are to pray without ceasing. It's not something we do in life. It's a way of living life. Yeah, that's the invitation, that's the opportunity before us. And at age 52, after 20 plus years of being a minister, after 30 plus years of being a Christian, I still struggle in this regard. Uh, I, I struggle to come to God because I disbelieve the gospel. I disbelieve that I have this best friend, this heavenly Father who's not irritated with me at all, who's not angry with me, who is right there wanting to converse. Uh, Sin hinders me. Sin hinders me as I am arrogant and proud and think that I am the legend who can make things happen. I trust myself more than I trust God, and I prove it by talking to myself more than I talk to God. I'm my own coach, my own instructor, my own source of wisdom. And we don't pray because we're angry or bitter, because we asked God for certain things and He has actually looked at us and said no. And we don't like this idea of not my will be done, but Your will be done. We like it the opposite way. Father, do what I say or else you're not good. Oh, I get distracted by the busyness in life, my to-do list. I get distracted by the things that pop up in life, like notifications, phone calls, appointments things that you weren't planning on, but it's just there's always something more that can be added. I get distracted by my personality. I do have this hyperactive ADHD tendency about me that I'm my head's always bouncing. I also get distracted by the cares of this world. Sometimes it just hurts too much to pray. I'm too busy just reeling from one disaster or the next. Yeah, I'm distracted, I'm proud, I'm angry, sometimes I'm bitter. Sometimes I doubt, I lack faith, I'm cynical. And when all those things aren't enough, I'm a reformed fatalist sometimes who uses my understanding of God's sovereignty and His decreeing of everything and controlling of everything to cause me to pray less, because what will be, will be. So I'm, I'm guilty that I have this great invitation to pray, and I don't think I can because of my sin, I don't want to because of my sin, I don't do it because of my sin, and even when I do do it, I still feel some kind of a guilt. This is that legalism that I haven't performed well enough. I haven't kept the practice that someone else wants me to keep or that meant a lot to them. It's, Prayer, when I do it, becomes a production, kind of like taking medicine. No one enjoys popping those pills once a day if that's your prescription. It becomes a production like a formula. I got to get the phrases right. And, or it becomes like stroking the magic lamp, waiting for the genie to answer. Uh, even when I pray, I feel guilt because I haven't done it good enough or because I haven't been selfless enough, because I am selfish. I want what I want. I just do. And I know I should want what God wants more, but I don't. So I feel guilt before I pray. I feel guilt when I don't pray. I feel guilt when I pray. And quite often, my prayer life has just dissatisfied because I've gone into it wrongly. It's like engaging in a phone conversation with someone, but they never answer. So all you're ever doing is speaking into a, an old fashioned answering machine. I'm talking, but is God going to talk back or I'm asking, but is he really going to show up and answer now? I know I've taken some time to outline that cause I want to see if you can identify with me or if I can identify with you that we share common struggles. But I was very encouraged by some passages of Scripture this morning. Mark 10. They were bringing children to Jesus that he might touch them. The disciples rebuked them, but when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to his disciples, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belongs the kingdom of God. Jesus was not disinterested in the children. As a matter of fact, Jesus was disinterested in those who would keep the children from him. He expects people to come to him like little children. In Matthew 18, Jesus' disciples come to him saying, Who is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And calling to him a child, he put the child in the midst of them and said, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven again jesus uses the analogy of a child and says this is what you're to become like a child in luke 10 in the same hour he rejoiced in the holy spirit and said i thank you father lord of heaven and earth that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children yes father for such was your gracious will consistently jesus presents the relationship between believers and God as that of a father and his little child. Or in Matthew 7, ask and it will be given. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks, the door will be open. Or which one of you If a son asks for bread, we'll give him a stone. Or if he asks for a fish, we'll give him a serpent. Well, if you then, who are evil, know how to even give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? So I'm putting these pieces together, and this is what I'm reminded of this morning, that I am always to pray, and I am always to pray just like a little child. Yes, God is the great sovereign who decrees whatever comes to pass. Yes, Jesus is my elder brother. Yes, the Holy Spirit is my helper. But I'm taught to pray even by Jesus, starting with the words, our Father. It's a relationship. I don't need my children to think about their words before they come in and talk with me. Just come on, walk down the road with me. If we sit down, we'll sit down together. If we walk, we'll walk together. If we jog or if we climb a hill or if we jump in a pit, we're going to do it together. Just come walk with me and let's talk about it as we go. A working fellowship. Kind of like when you do a brainstorming session in your business, a a whiteboarding meeting. This is what meditating with God can be like as you're thinking with him. Or Paul Miller in his book, A Praying Life, says prayer should be like dinner with good friends. It's not just something you do to eat. It's not something you do as quick as possible. You don't overthink how you're going to communicate. You just communicate because you're friends. Prayer is a relationship with a person way more than it's a tool to accomplish a task. So, what's on your mind? Talk with God. Does your mind bounce around like mine does? What's bouncing into your mind? Where does your mind go next? Talk with God. Wander with God as your minds wander. But God can't stand the prayer of hypocrites. There is to be no pretense, no mask, no lofty, pious language, no hypocrisy, no formalism, no artificiality. No preparing yourself like you have to get yourself right before you come into his presence. No, you come into his presence as you are, messy and wobbling and stuttering and sinful and selfish. And in the act of prayer, he works on you, in you, through you. Yes, you're going to see external change sometimes when He uses your prayers to affect something outside you. But every single time when you ask, seek, and knock, He will change you. Because it's a relationship. It's a conversation. It's a conversation you get to have with your Father. With the Son. And with the Spirit. And so this makes me want to pray and I don't even know yet what to pray, no long list, no formula, no order, just stop. Look at your father's face. See him bending down on one knee. See the big grin. See the arms outstretched. Run, run, run. Go jump in his arms. Have a little talk with Jesus. That's what prayer should be like. He's waiting.